and boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward. Hello everyone and welcome to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Oliver Newman, author of A Fan's Perspective 2016, What a Year to Be a Fan of WWE, and A Fan's Perspective, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling, available on paperback and Kindle via Amazon now. And I'm back here at Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast for all those people who have missed me over the last, I don't know, month or so. Hopefully you've missed me. You probably haven't, but, you know, never mind. And, uh, yeah, we had a Impact Wrestling show on Thursday night, which actually coincided with my birthday. Thank you all for the well wishes. And it was under pressure, which is how I'm feeling right now, considering I haven't been around for a short while. And, yeah, we're bringing in Adam again from the Impact Lounge, and here he is. How you doing, Adam? And uh, I was one of those people who missed you dearly, Oliver. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure you I'm was. So, I'm so glad you're back. But no, genuinely, it's, it's great to be back on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. I mean, like I said, the the chemistry we have talking Impact Wrestling is the reason why any time a big show comes up, it has to be me and you, in all honesty. And that's why I reached out to Chris to to make this happen. And I'm glad that we've. Uh, you know, when Chris was the host, we was able to talk about it. And when Chris isn't available, I'm the host, and me and you get to talk about it, Impact Wrestling because the upsurge since Don Callis and Scott Demore have taken over has been a uh, you know fascinating viewing really. So uh, I've enjoyed every second of it. So yeah, um, going back to the show under pressure on the Thursday night. You know, we've we got a number of matches that happened. And first of all, though, uh, there was Sanjay Dot addressing the Impact Wrestling locker room on the mystery attacks that have been happening backstage. Uh, what do you think about this? Um, if, if you know who's behind it, possibly don't spoil it because I'm not at that point yet. But uh, what do you make of all these mystery attacks happening backstage? Yeah, I, I quite like the storyline. Uh, I really do. But uh, one of the things that makes me laugh is the way that this show panned out is that they've tried to point the finger at Petey Williams, who's one of the smallest wrestlers on the roster. Uh, and it just makes me laugh you know, that they're trying to say that basically Petey Williams is the one who's going around beating people up backstage, which, you know, uh, it, it's funny. But I, I do like the, the presentation of all these segments and those kind of things and the way that you know, the X appears and it kind of fades off this, you know, breaks away, almost like Thanos and Avengers, you know, fading away kind of thing. Uh, so I do like the presentation of it all. And yeah, I, I, when I watched the show, I genuinely didn't know. I think they do kind of reveal it over the next few weeks. And, and, I, and I think I know who it is now, but I, I, I won't spoil a thing, I promise you. Uh, my, my input into this show tonight will be completely spoiler-free of what happens going forward. Yeah. I, I was thinking, because I was watching the Brian Cage, uh, Desmond Xavier match, if you look at the back of Xavier's tights, hasn't he got like a red X 
Uh, he has indeed, and quite a few people have <laughs> pointed this out. And you know, obviously, with a name like Xavier, you know, you think of the X Men as well. So it all ties into that. Yeah. He's about it was Desmond and Xavier all along, people. No, no, no. I, I know who it is, and uh, this is. <laughs> I've been joking about this on my podcast, but TNA have got a habit of uh, revealing huge surprises, and they're very underwhelming. So I'm going to predict it's Tito Ortiz again. Uh, it's uh, okay. the guy who's doing all this. <laughs> wow. It's, it's not, by the way. Yeah, that, 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 that'd be definitely out of left field, wouldn't it, really? <laughs> it usually is when TNA reveals something, it's usually Peter Ward. It's, it's not called TNA anymore, Adam, it's like Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Sorry, you're quite right. You're quite right. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that was just me who did that on conference calls and then had to correct myself. So, um, no, I'm, I'm glad we're still thinking it's Tiernado. That's that's good in, in one way because it's not just me thinking it. Um, yeah, so going to the matches and stuff, We first up we had Eli Drake and uh, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. What did you make of this match? Okay, well, just with regard to the whole angle, first of all, um, you've got two of the best speakers of the game for different reasons. Eli Drake is great, he's charismatic. I think he is one of the best speakers in wrestling at the moment, whereas uh, Steiner's a guy who's just nuts, but he's entertaining nuts, you know, yeah. so you don't know what he's going to say. In that same way, you've got a crazy uncle who you always think, oh my God, what's he going to say next and embarrass me? So <laughs> you, have two, you have two of the best speakers in the game here, and they've really done a disservice to this kind of feud. It just feels so, so rushed. Mm. Um, the match itself was quite short. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. And, you know, fair play to both Steiner and Eli. You know, Eli let himself get thrown around. A couple of overhead suplexes, you know, yeah. a couple of belly to bellies. You know, so it wasn't a squash match. And the ending was a bit quick, but, you know, played in with the storyline. But I think just just from the break of them being a tag team, it felt forced and very, very quick. And I think it was more to do with the fact that, A, Steiner was only around for these tapings, which is a shame because I oh, think okay. really... I, I really, well, I think he is. He, I, he might be at the tapings. I haven't seen anything, but I, the way I read it was that, you know, he's only around short time, so they needed to write him off before the next set. Yeah. And the other thing is, obviously, Eli Drake's contracts up at the moment. Yeah. So, so you know, once again, I, maybe they didn't want to put him in a big feud or something like that until they got that cleared up. Mm. But it just felt too rushed because they could have done so much more. And I, I would like them to have kept Steiner around. Yeah. I think that. Not as a wrestler, well, as a wrestler, but more as a, a, a character, you know. Can you imagine if he would have been started berating all the X-Division type wrestlers, of, you know, shouting at them, saying, you're, you're wimps, you're weedy, you know, all these kind like of things. Like when he, when he was um, the mentor to, to the man we mentioned earlier, Peter Williams, that, that helped him come on a, a great deal as a character, didn't it? And obviously the Kevin Nash X-Division stuff from way back when, was was highly entertaining. And I, I completely agree with you. I think I think you keep him around. I think how much knowledge he could pass on to the different tag teams. Um, you know, especially Caleb Conley and um, Trevor Lee. I, I think they they would have learned a great deal from Scott Steiner, LAX as well. In you know, in a different way and stuff. Uh, from from a tag team perspective, he's got to be one of the best teachers around that there could possibly be. And, you know, when he's been wrestling, he, you know, you can't say he's not give uh, 100% every time. So it's it's a strange one, in all honesty. Um, yeah. yeah. But if they're putting the two guys together, you know, at least give them something to do. But 
even with the way it's been programmed, they've done a few backstage things, but you could have really let these guys have fun in the ring, you know, and berate each other in the ring, you know, and, and it just never happened. And it was a shame because these two guys have said uh, two potentially most entertaining things in any wrestling promotion mm. that you could have. And yeah. They just, they just didn't, you know, they didn't let them off the chain, did they? So, but, but, but anyway, the match itself was, yeah, it was all right. But, uh, but, but why rush this match for under pressure when you've, you know, obviously, I guess I'm spoiling what we're about to review and stuff, but you don't have a, t- a, a tag title match. You don't have an X division title match. Um, why not leave this kind of match for slam anniversary? It's uh, well, yeah, some, something on the, along those lines, because obviously um, this is two big stars. Uh, you, I guess the only thing you could say is they wanted to get this match out of them before Eli Drake's made a decision on his contract. Yeah, exactly. maybe. It's just a shame, but there you go. It, it, it is what it is, and you know the match wasn't terrible by any means, you know. Uh, but it, it, it's not one that Meltzer's going to give five stars anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, the only thing I could say about this um, is is the ending. Uh, I know it plays into the feud and, and what's been happening and stuff, but it, it, it just come across like that's how Eli Drake needed to beat Scott Steiner, um, yeah. and I, I'm not sure if that's the right way to go at this stage of people's careers, in all honesty. Um, yeah, you're right. But once again, that sorry, Adam. Once again, that plays into the contract stuff, doesn't it? I mean, that's the reason why you know Daniel Bryan's going up against Big Cass at Money in the Bank because he hasn't signed or or said he's not going to sign the WWE contract that's up in September. Um, because of them not knowing, I guess, the same situation with Eli Drake. They're unsure of whether to put him as, uh, you know, towards the top of the cards as, as the, the main man. Well, see, I, and one thing I would say is that the, the top of the card on, at Impact is crying out for a top face. And I know Eli Drake isn't a face, but you could have made him a face in all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to turn him. You know, really easy, easy. Because the crowd want to like Eli Drake. Yeah. So it, 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 the same way they want to like EC3. And although they messed about with EC3 and they did make him a very likable face, mm-hmm. you could easily you know, have a face, Eli, just the same as The Rock was a face or Austin was a face, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a shame, but hopefully, uh, I don't think he will. I, uh, everything about it feels like Eli is going. Uh, but I really, really hope he resigns because, you know, he could be the face of, and I'm not just talking about as a face in here, I was just, you know, the, the face of the company. Mr. Impact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the he has been you know my guy in the company honestly ever since i saw the dummy yeah stuff and the you know pressing the button and and i you know rooted him on to his his first uh heavyweight championship in the company and even though i'm a huge fan of austin aries i really didn't think that he should have won the title because i was really behind eli drake's character and his and, and and just him as a person so uh, yeah, it's it's one of these really. He could be the face of this company, or he could be somebody in another company, and that's the decision that's got to be made, isn't it? Yeah. The yeah. only thing is that if he goes over back to WWE, you know, is he going to be an AJ or is he going to be a Bobby Roode? Unfortunately, I think they're more likely to than the Bobby Roode route. You know, <laughs> I, I just don't think they'll do anything with it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, yep. So the next match is uh, Madison Rain against Tasha Blanchard. And uh, what did you think of this one, Adam? Okay, so 
but the great thing about this was that Madison Rain's whole raison d'etre for hating Tessa was that she doesn't like bullies and people thinking that they're, they're above their positions. Mm-hmm. So this is the former queen, a person who is, you know, involved with the beautiful people who bullied everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the storyline was ridiculous. Uh, what I did like about the match... First You're not allowed to have a long-term memory as a wrestling fan, Adam. Come on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but one thing I did like about the match is that Tessa, although she lost, which was a stupid decision, by the way, having her lose, but although she lost, she looked incredibly strong in it. And mm. I don't think it did her any damage because she looked like a star. And, and Tessa... It is. I think she's better than any of the other knockouts already. You know, in the way that she can work the camera. You know, the way she carries herself in the ring. Yeah. She's absolutely the complete package. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that she needs to work on. And uh, in this defeat, I didn't think that she'd look weak because it was a roll-up. But uh, yeah, there was one thing I didn't like about this okay. match, and that was a couple of weeks ago when Madison came back. They made a big thing that Josh was a partner or a husband. Yeah. But in this match, he didn't make any reference at all. So when she was getting beaten up, he wasn't like saying, oh my God, my wife or anything like that. He was just you know, calling it shot by shot, which was a bit strange to me. But yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was a terrible booking decision to give Tessa a first loss and only a second match. Mm. But the only positive was that she was booked like a star. Yeah. I, I think in, in this situation, completely agree with... Uh, what you're saying about Tessa being the star. Um, can't believe that WWE passed up on it or you know some, something along those lines happened. I think she's done an interview recently where she was um, you know, gutted about not getting a WWE contract. I'm not sure why they did, did pass up on it kind of thing, um, especially with the, the heritage and you know that obviously plays in someone's favour in this situation. And it, it's it's much like the Eli Drake situation. Uh, Tessa could have been a, a star in WWE, but she could be the star in Impact Wrestling. And Eli can be a star in WWE, but he could be the man in Impact Wrestling. So um, it, it goes to show you what, what what could happen, you know, if you look at the situation uh, from both sides. So um, yeah, completely agree. It should look like a star in the match. I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about the the loss because it didn't. It's just a you know, it's just a, a fluke win, isn't it? Really. So that doesn't make her look bad. If they're going to bring Madison Rain back, um, you know, I enjoyed her matches, so uh, she'd be a great addition to the the knockout division, and you know, for the things that she can do beyond the scenes and stuff. So. Um, yeah, and and I don't think this is the end of the feud, is it really? Um, no, I don't think so. So the one thing I'll say about Madison, which bothers me, and it, it is that her she just doesn't look menacing because she is so small and so lean and cut. She just actually looks tiny. She, it, you know, it looks like she would bounce off Tessa in a real fight. <laughs> um, so it, you know, the, hopefully they're not going to build. The division background Madison. I do think they will. I think that's stupid. No, it, you, know, it, you can't. You can't build the division's got to be built around Tessa Blanchard, hasn't it? Really. Yeah. Uh, Don Don Callis said it on commentary, didn't he? If he was going to build a women's division around anyone, it would be Tessa Blanchard because she's the complete package. So um, that's the route they need to go down, really. 
Okay, uh, the next match is Brian Cage against Desmond Xavier, and this was uh, my favourite match of the night. Um, really big fan of Brian Cage, and uh, you know I, I really like Desmond Xavier as well. Um, what did you think of this match, Adam? Just to pick up on that thing, I'm a, I'm a huge Brian Cage fan as well. I think he's been fantastic since he's in the company. I just haven't clicked with Desmond Xavier. I just don't like the guy. I don't know yeah, you said that last time. <laughs> yeah, there's no personality about him. And, you know, okay, he can do a lot of the flippy stuff. Uh, but, you know, I just, I just don't have had him. This match should have been brilliant because Brian Cage, despite being whatever it was, they said 270, he flies around like an X-Division wrestler. And it's good because he reminds me a little bit of a muscly Samoa Joe when he was in the X-Division. Yeah. But... In this one, and he wasn't at the first block of tapings within this block, so I think he missed like the first three nights. Okay. Mainly because he was, mainly because he was injured, I think. Oh, okay. And it looked like he was injured in this match because he had tape up his back of his leg. And yeah, like yeah, I noticed that. And a few of these moves, it, it just didn't seem fluid. And when you've seen any other Brian Cage match, everything looks fluid. It mm-hmm. looks like Ichimori in that in that sense. That every time you see him, it looks like this is a brilliant match. But in this, it looked like there was a few boxes and things and I just don't think he was fit and because of that this match didn't work for me it really didn't work for me okay it was the right result right result though right result yeah no I, I really I really enjoyed this and then it, it wasn't really mentioned on commentary I, I don't think but it was mentioned in the you know Peter Williams Desmond Xavier uh, match to get into this match that uh, the person who won this is going to go for the X Division title aren't they unless I'm mistaken you're absolutely right, yeah. It yeah. was a number one contenders match. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Matt Seidel will be facing them. Yeah, so basically everything that I called on the uh, the redemption show uh, when I said that Brian Cage should be in the X Division is kind of coming to fruition, isn't it, Adam? Uh, absolutely. And do you know what? I- I'll be quite happy if he, and I said it before, you know, I'd be happy if he's X Division or Grand Champion and he holds the belt for a long time. No, mm. no one's better. One thing I thought was very good about this match, and we'll come on to on the main event as well, was that they clearly defined who Brian Cage, Brian Cage, Brian <laughs> Cage was at the end of the match, and that he's a he's a face because up until this point he's brilliant in the ring and he's got that you know kind of machine character, you know, but no emotion. Yeah. yeah. At the end of this match, he held up Desmond Xavier's hand, you know, and that was a face thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Don Callis all over that he wants to go back to his old school faces a face and heels a heel yeah. you know not, not have this grey area which I wholeheartedly agree and it was great although we still don't know what motivates Brian Cage all these kind of things mm-hmm. at least we know he's a good guy but didn't Don Callis do an interview where he said that um, you know uh, the cool villains are making it really hard for the heroes to uh, you know go out there and, and win the crowd so that Definitely sounds like uh, this is something they would implement if they got the chance. Because, you know, you're uh, putting your money where your mouth is, aren't you, really? You're saying something yeah, exactly. and then you're implementing it straight away. So, yeah, that's that was good. Um, yeah, I like that as well. Um, like I said, I, I just, I love the X Division style of wrestling. And I love that Brian Cage is a heavyweight who can wrestle the next division style so that's why this match really appealed to me i thought it was was really well done uh the next match was sue young against ali 
for the Knockouts Championship in a last rights, which is like a casket match. Uh, what did you think of this match, uh, Adam? Well, um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really... Well, no, wait, no, the match itself, I thought, was pretty rubbish. <laughs> but the whole presentation of it was very, very good. You know, the, the undead brides helping Sue Young, you know, with the coffin down to the ring. Then Ali coming out to her music and then letting out scream and turning into the Rosemary thing. I, I, I think it was very, it was presented really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual action in the ring wasn't very good. Oh, actually, there was one thing I did want to say, which made me laugh. I mentioned this on, um, on the other show I do as well was that Sue Young seemed surprised, which um, all that tells us is that she doesn't watch Impact. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ali had to make up on last week, so uh, yeah. obviously Sue Young's not a fan. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we, we'd hoped that she was, but yeah, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> so uh, Sue Young, um, you know, did sell it, you know, like, oh my God, what's going on kind of thing very well. Mm-hmm. The match itself, I thought, was very basic. You know, and there was a lot of trying to push it into the coffin, those kind of things. Well, that's what it's going to be, though, isn't it? In honesty, I, I think you're being being harsh on the match. In honesty, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you let you carry on with your thoughts. Well, you say I'm being harsh, but they, they showed on the flashback um, the Sting versus Mankind, not Mankind, sorry, <laughs> Abyss, uh, Abyss. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows why I made that mistake. Uh, the Sting versus Abyss match, which was last night, and that seemed much more. You know, fun and brutal. Anyway, but anyway. Was, was that the one yeah. where they chanted, um, "This match sucks" and and uh, you know, fire Russo or whatever? That was was that the match that, that happened? Uh, quite possibly, I can't remember. I and and it just and because you brought this point up, it just made me think: Why, oh, why would you show this match after that match whilst trying to build your brand in the UK? Absolutely right, because that match looked no. like a million bucks compared to it, didn't it? So no, no I, I don't mean that. I mean, um, to be honest, I skipped it, so uh, I skipped the, the Sting versus Abyss match, sorry. So I'm not sure, but I remember some kind of match, and they chanted, this match sucks, fire Russo, and I'm thinking, if it was that match, why would you show this match on... Uh, you know, a big under pressure uh, pay per view impact wrestling taping um, to market your brand in the UK. If that's if that was that match that I'm thinking of, that's what I mean. I, 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 well, I can't remember. I didn't listen. To, didn't hear the the, the charts, but it could very well be in that. But mm. the reason why I was saying it, it looked a million bucks was that the crowd was massive, and also you know the sting was bleeding, so yeah, yeah, scarlet face. Yeah, it just looked much more important than the one that had just been which was pretty standard and, and boring in, 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 in comparison mm. the thing I did like about the, the, the match was a the result I think it was the right result but also the use of the mandible claw um, yeah which you, you don't see anyone use it not since uh, well there you go back to uh, <laughs> um, back to abyss so, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do like that, that, that she uses that as a, as a never finisher and it, and it played in with you know the, with the match you know, getting it and knocking it right in, in, into the coffin. So, yeah, you know, I, I like the presentation of everything. But mm. The match itself was pretty poor. I think for me, I completely agree with the presentation. I think this has been a really well um, worked feud uh, with Rosemary involved as well. And then the Demon Bunny stuff. 
although I'd miss the part where they became tag team partners, uh, probably before Callis and DeMorte took over, when I really got involved in Impact Wrestling again. Um, that was really good. I thought the match was was uh, you know pretty decent as well. Um, for, for a casket match, it's always going to revolve around the casket, isn't it? So um, I liked that that was introduced into a women's match and a women's feud. Because, you know, obviously breaking down boundaries and, and gender barriers and stuff is what's been happening since 2016. So I was happy about that. I'm surprised that uh, Sue Young didn't use the mist. I thought she was she was going to at one point. That didn't happen. And much like you, I love the mandible claw as a finisher. I remember when Mankind used the mandible claw on himself when Ken Shamrock was giving him the ankle lock. Uh, and he passed out from the mandible claw not to tap out from the ankle lock. So uh, that's one of my favourite memories as a wrestling fan. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, I, and uh, yeah, and obviously Mankind uh, kind of uh, moved it into the testicular claw as well. Was that someone else? <laughs> I can't remember. No, that was, that was probably Mankind. Um, yeah, and, and in, in terms of the new champion and stuff, I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, keeps Tessa Blanchard away from Sue Young for for a while unless the uh, the title changes hands. So um, you know I'm I'm happy in that situation because we've got two new female uh, knockouts. Um, sorry, two new knockouts, and they're not going to be fighting each other for the title. Um, yeah. That's that's really good uh, booking in all honesty because that's a money match down the line. Um, in in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, we've they've got they've got so many variations that they can be. Because Rosemary has to come back. So there's a Rosemary versus Ali feud that could happen. Rosemary mm. versus Sue Young. There's as you say, Tessa that's going to be involved in that as well. So yeah, that there's there's some great ones. And even Sienna coming back. You know, she could fit in very easily to to all of this as well. So. Oh. Uh, there's, there's, some, there's some really good matches in the knockout division, and it's been booked very, very well. Yeah, and, and Ty Valkyrie as well. Is, oh, she's yeah, still involved, Ty. isn't she? So, and and obviously we we talked about her last time, and she seems to be getting you know good exposure on Impact and stuff. Uh, Kira Hogan is yeah. one of the newest knockouts, isn't she? Uh, one of the youngest as well. So, no, the, the knockout division is it's pretty stacked in all honesty, isn't it? So. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see where they go from there. We've kind of already talked about Sanjay Dutt being uh, taken out backstage and Pete Williams finding him. You you believe, uh, jokingly, that Pete Williams is is the person uh, involved in this ex uh, beatdown and stuff. So that moves us swiftly on to the main event, which is... There is one segment you forgot. Oh, I do want to talk about it. What have I forgot? The LAX. The LAX. Oh, yeah, LAX. That, yeah, yeah. It's on a comment on Eddie Kingston. It's, it's suddenly interesting. And, and, you know, we get asked on our show quite a lot, you know, who do you want to see end Brian Cage's career? Who, who, streak, I mean, who do you want to see? <laughs> yeah, don't, we don't want to see him end, see somebody end his career. It's only just, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, well, I get... No, but, unless, of course, Eddie Edwards wants to murder him. Yeah, uh, oh, that's another segment we've 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 kind of missed out in all honesty. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a second. So yeah, yeah. As well, but no, the LAX segment, Eddie Kingston's interesting. But the one person who I think will eventually be singles breakout star, I might have mentioned this last time, is Santana. Mm. I think he, this guy, has got, he's just got it, and he will one day. I'm convinced. 
either be champion in WWE or Impact, a uh, uh, world champion. Wow. He's, he's got a great look. He's, got, he's really good on the mic and he's brilliant in the ring. If, I, I don't know if he needs to bulk up a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, but he, he, to me, he, he's, he's the complete, you know, he's brilliant. He's really, really good. Mm. I like the segment that they did with this and, you know, kept Cult of Lee in, in, in the kind of uh, scene as well. Yeah. Like that. But, um, yeah, um, they, they, they entered the segment where they opened up the suitcase, a bit like Pulp Fiction, where there was a light coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Going, whoa, whoa, what's in the suitcase? <laughs> um, it was a burrito. I'm sure it's a burrito. Because um, <laughs> that's what I would do if I saw a burrito in a suitcase. I'd go, wow, that's amazing. Um, okay. yeah, so I just, I just really like the segment. And, you know, I, I think just like Tessa not being involved in the main event scene and his money match down the line, Mm-hmm. I think they've done a really good job keeping LAX interesting out of the title scene. Yeah, that's no, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, uh, really glad to see Eddie Kingston back in Impact Wrestling. Um, you know, he was part of. Jeez, uh, there was a group, weren't they? Um, the Beatdown Clan, or yeah, yeah, see? no, it was that one, wasn't it? Or, I, th- I think he's part uh, of that, was wasn't with, he? Um, uh, James Storm and was it Brown? I think it was Brown, wasn't it? I, 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 once again, I, I don't think I was watching at the time, but no, Eddie, Eddie Kingston is is a, a you know great talker and uh, really underrated in the ring. So I was was happy to see him as soon as like King was mentioned. I was like, please be him, and and then I was obviously really happy that it was him. But um, I was hoping it was going to be King Mo, but then like. <laughs> but yeah I was I'm kind of thinking okay well Conan's been taken out and we kind of don't know anything more than that really um, that's that's just happened and I, I guess uh, for, for whatever reason he's he's off TV um, whether he's he's gone I don't know maybe you can I shed think, some light yeah I think he's had hip surgery oh okay I think, I, I think he had a hip something like that so. oh okay so it's it's an injury related thing and he's just off TV for that not because he's gone from the company well I, I mean he might have been gone for the company but yeah the, the real reason is that they keep referencing it I think they would have just written him out if, if he'd been gone so yeah. I guess it's just the injury yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah obviously you mentioned it uh, just before this uh, what, what do we make of Eddie Edwards saying he's going to murder Sammy Callahan in the woods Yeah, that's, that's all I can say. <laughs> um, I, once again, I, I think it's interesting that well, they finally made Eddie Edwards interesting. I've never cared about him whatsoever, but I'm really enjoying it. And Sammy Callahan is has probably been the MVP of this year. And I don't mean MVP as in the wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as in he's been brilliant, and every angle he's been involved in, he's elevated it. And Eddie Edwards, such a bland babyface, and now he's interesting. So. Yeah, it's it's stupid. This the, the word murder, but um, mm. it's, it's entertaining. It's like when Austin came to the ring with a gun on SmackDown. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And Mike it's, uh, well, there was that as well, wasn't there? But I guess that was more realistic TV that could happen. But this was to get back at the NWO for some reason, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know. There's wrestling's escapism and. Yeah, you can mix reality with fiction and stuff, but uh, there is that line, and I I think they're getting quite close to it, to be honest, depending on how it goes. Um, Yeah, so moving swiftly on to the main event, 
you know, Pentagon Junior against uh, Austin Aries for the Impact World Championship. Uh, what did you make of this match? Once, uh, I'm going to go back to what I said uh, on Brian Cage and, and the ending where he held up the hand was great. And this has Don Callis written all over it again. I love the way that this match was booked and I don't like double planers. I like the fact they started it up twice. But the ending was just fantastic. Austin Aries, we finally know he's an absolute heel. Because he's been hinting at it, you know, being arrogant, those kind of things. But now, just literally in a 15-second segment, he's now full-blown heel. And I think they've done it brilliantly. But the whole Pentagon with the belt thing was a mistake in that it hasn't worked. Well, I say it's a mistake. It could have worked. But they've given Pentagon no time at all to, you know, do a promo or to do backstage segments. They've had one or two little vignettes. Mm-hmm. But they've given Pentagon Jr. no character and no reason for anyone to care as him for champ you know care, you know the fact that he was champ mm-hmm. so they've done the right reason they've done the right thing put it back on Aries which you should never have lost it and they've now made Aries a heel and you know that he's a heel so that, that that's a great thing mm-hmm. so overall I thought the match was really good anyway I thought the match was excellent but I like the, the double false ending and then they kept on was that the old dusty ending is that what they called it or Dusty finish, um, isn't it? Dusty finish, yeah. And just the way that the, the actual eventual finish came was brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, I, I, I thought the match was really good. Um, the first double count out, okay, restart the match. The second double count didn't make sense because surely at that point count outs don't matter anymore. So I was um, surprised it didn't say like no count out kind of thing. But much like you, uh, loved, loved the the ending. Um, I think Austin Aries would have stayed the character he was if, you know, circumstances had have gone a different way, obviously, with Al Patron and whatever. But they needed to, uh, to, to move things along in a different way once that happened. And then he was, you know, cocky and, and obviously lost to Pentagon Jr. Had his arm in a sling. I'm still the champion of Impact, grand champion and stuff. So, yeah, uh, Austin Aries is at his best when he's cocky, arrogant, uh, thinks that he's better than, than people because of the skills that he's got in the ring. He probably is. So it all makes sense. And that low blow and brain buster is uh, you know a fantastic way to end the show not necessarily for pentagon junior but um definitely as as a fan because you're like okay well what happens next um because you know who's who's going to challenge him next because like you said before brian cage is going for the x title so it really does open it up to okay well who's going to be the next challenger for austin aries and, and unless it's a rematch with Pentagon Junior, it's really up in the, the air. I mean, I think if uh, Eli sorts his contract out, it could very well be Eli as a face in it to get his redemption, for whatever better phrase. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's most probably going to be Moose, is the way I, I reckon it might go. Just because Moose looks like finishes stuff with Congo Kong, and he's the only other real face in the company. Oh, by the way, I don't like Moose that much either. <laughs> you don't like anyone, do you, Adam? Why are we talking Impact Wrestling when you don't like anyone? <laughs> you don't like John Morrison. You don't like Petey Williams. You don't like Moose. I, don't like, no, I like Petey Williams. Uh, the four, my four favourite, by the way. 
Uh, cultively, those two are brilliant. Yeah, um, I agree with that. KM and Falaba, I love them as well. Okay. I know we're getting into, okay, you like comedy characters, Adam. I do like those. You like comedy characters, Adam. But I think Brian Cage is great, Austin Aries, and Eli Drake. You know, there's a load on there, like, but there's just a few who annoy me. Austin Aries is good as well. Yeah. I'm just glad. I'm glad they're finally defining characters because that's what's. As Don Callis has said, you know, you had too many cool heels. Yeah. Eli Drake, Austin Aries, and they're all people who are being cheered despite the fact that they're not particularly likable. Yeah. At least now that they're getting away from that grey area, they're going more black and white, and that's good. No, well, that 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 happened with Sammy Callan, didn't it? Really, because he was given the the opportunity to to say, you know, the the stuff with Eddie Edwards in the beginning was an accident, and he hasn't said that. He said he did it on purpose, and his stock's just gone through the roof because now he's he is he's he's like that Brian Pillman um, loose cannon kind of character, isn't he? So um, yeah, he's he's been able to capitalise on that in the greatest way, and Eddie Edwards has been able to um, you know show this other side to him. So uh, yeah, when you talk about characters, I think that's one of the best things that they've done uh, since Callis and Demore's taken over. Uh, the characters are getting divine, uh, defined, and there's a reason for them to be fighting. Every single match on a card seems to have a reason. Um, for it to happen, and that's that's great to see. We should start our wrestling promotion, Oliver. We know how to book, and we know what what's, what what would work. So that's good. Yeah. I've got a question for you, actually. If Go, you on. Mind, Go on. My knowledge of this is not not great, but they've announced that Joe Hendry is going to be debuting with the company on their social media. Yeah. Obviously, as a British wrestling fan, I don't know much about him. Yeah. Should I be excited? Should I be excited about this guy? Uh, he's he basically sang his own ring uh, theme tune uh, in, in the different places he was wrestling in, which brought his, brought people's attention to him. Uh, in the ring, he's you know he, he's a really good wrestler. Um, I haven't seen much of him lately. The last I saw of him was on commentary for Five Star Wrestling. Uh, it's great that he's been given this opportunity because he's really good. Um, and it, it's just how he capitalised on it, really. That's that's all I can say. Um, just he's just a wrestler's wrestler with with great charisma. So um, you know, will he will he be a good fit for Impact Wrestling? Only time will tell. Excellent. That sounds that sounds promising. That's good. I'm looking forward to that. No, he's he, he's he's definitely uh, somebody who could. Change the landscape. Uh, really, really good wrestler and and character wise and stuff. Just just another great cog in the machine for Impact Wrestling, really, because you know this is Scotland, this is uh, the UK, and you know they want to get back into the UK again. Uh, you know, Grado has come back on the scene, obviously. So uh, yeah, those kind of people getting opportunities is is the best way forward in uh, regaining that lost viewership that you, you had in the UK, really. It's a great way of going about it. Brilliant. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. And I, I think Impact is it's, it's getting stronger week by week. And I know the ratings don't always review that. Yeah. But I, I think sometimes when it comes to, to wrestling there, do ratings really matter? Uh, because people watch it in so many different ways. Yeah, exactly. It's become the on-demand era, in all honesty. Um, I didn't watch... 
uh, under pressure live. Well, we couldn't, could we? It's Thursday night. So the the earliest you can watch it is Friday night at 11.20 at night. And I was like, no. So I've watched it on you know Sunday at midday. And uh, obviously we're doing this, this uh, show at 7 o'clock on the evening. So it's about on demand now. Um, the ratings are important because they do bring in revenue. But it's not as important as it used to be. Just to let you know, by the way, um, on the GWN app, yeah. the Wrestling Network app, mm-hmm. uh, which is free, you can subscribe or you can get it for free. You can watch it as soon as it airs in America over here now. Oh, okay. Friday morning. So uh, uh, that's, that's how I've watched it the last few weeks. Uh, it's just watching it on my phone. Oh, okay, so fair enough. Thought I'd point that out as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I had the GWN app and I was using it to... Um, you know, to research for my third book, so uh, you know, I, I definitely uh, think the GWN app is a, a really good piece of equipment because just for the old school, um, and we can actually say at this point, Adam, uh, the TNA, uh, the, the, the old school TNA, the, the AJ Styles, the Jerry Lynns, uh, Low Keys, you know, the, the amount of people have had fantastic matches, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe. Uh, you know, it's all on there, and it's it's amazing to watch it back. In honesty, so yeah, just just wrapping up. I, I saw this earlier today, and I want to get your opinion on it because we're doing an Impact Wrestling show. Okay, so Chris Jericho has started following Impact Wrestling across all social medias. I came across an, an interview uh, with Sammy Callahan talking about how he's not booked on Chris Jericho's cruise, etc., etc. Uh, and I'm wondering, does you know one plus one equals two in this situation? And are we going to see Chris Jericho in the Impact Zone? It's never going to happen. Oh, if I was thinking Jericho, never, ever going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, it, I don't see it. I think Don Callis and Jericho are friends. That they're really good friends, and I think Jericho is instrumental in in Callis getting the gig mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at Impact. And I just think that Jericho is trolling fans a little bit and and helping his friend Don Callis out. I genuinely will be amazed if anything ever happens with Jericho in a ring for Impact. And if it happens, brilliant. I don't think it's going to move the needle that much. I think it'll be a great bit of PR, but you know, it'll be a one-off match. Maybe it's Slammiverse, maybe a bound for glory. But I don't think it'll happen. What, do you think it will? Uh, I don't know why you would you would film that like happening as somebody was going to a show if there wasn't something there in honesty why does Chris Jericho need the publicity for his cruise when you know um, tickets are selling like hotcakes uh, obviously Impact Wrestling they're trying to, to get more eyes on the product but you got Sammy Callahan going up against Eddie Edwards. So what does Chris Jericho being involved? Why do you need that to happen? So I, I'm thinking it's a possibility. In all honesty, I, I think, I think uh, obviously Eddie Edwards, Sammy Callahan's got to be done and dusted. And and if it is Eddie Edwards, ain't winning it because um, Sammy Callahan won't be available at Slammiversary if he's quote unquote murdered. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I think that would, that would and, and you're saying it won't move the needle much. I think if Chris Jericho turned up in Impact Wrestling, we'd be 
we wouldn't be the only two people that are shouting it from the roof rooftops about how good it's been since they've taken over everyone will be we'll we'll be uh on the bandwagon and we we started it a long time ago but people will be jumping on left right and center simple I as that it happens. i hope it happens i, 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 I could see it happening i could i could really see it happening based on you know based on what we're talking about um and and going back to, to Austin Aries for a second, I think uh, the rematch against Pentagon Junior is going to be Slammiversary, and I think it will be that way because Lucha Underground starts uh, the 13th of June, so they'll want uh, Lucha Underground and Impact will want to tie into each other once again, and that's the best way to get them both exposure on the biggest pay-per-view of the year uh, for Impact Wrestling. I don't know, but uh, I, the thing is, it's going to be a good match. But if they do it, they need to to help Pentagon in some fashion, you know, in getting him over because you know the Impact crowd. I don't really care about him, and, and as an Impact, I, I, I don't know so much. The the zero fear thing is is crazy in the Impact zone, but but the thing is, we're, we're talking about two different crowds, like you said, with the 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 flashback and the crowd that's there now. It's it's like it's two diff it's like in, it's in a different venue, it really is, well, and the the energy isn't once what it what it was. That's that's the well, thing that comes across to me. People in the impact zone at the front, the same people week in week out. Yeah. When I went to see Samversary last year, I met all those people and I was talking to them. I went there for three nights and I talked to them all, and I recognised them from when I talked to them. So it's the same every block of tapings. Yeah. And they are going to do the zero fear stuff and you know, and do all the cool charts, etc. Yeah. But it's the people behind, you know, in the beaches who, you know, that's where the, the crowd is, is not happening. And, and I think that they're doing the right thing in trying to go to Windsor, Ontario, and mm-hmm. all these other places. But I think they need to maybe film with the impact zone once a year. And, you know, and if they're going to do, let's say, seven, eight tapings over the year, yeah. then they need, they need to go to a different city each time, you know. And it could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's done in... San Jose or up in Philadelphia or wherever it, wherever it is, it doesn't yeah. matter because if you only go there once a year, it's going to be sold out. Like it needs to come to the UK, it was sold out. But wasn't so, the Windsor Ontario taping sold out? Yeah, uh, but it was only, it was only a very small arena. But that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it really doesn't matter at this point. No, uh, if you sell out, I think it was like three hundred is the maximum with the rings. It was a small, pretty small arena. Yeah, but that doesn't matter as long as they make a lot of noise and they're paying fans and want to be there. Yeah, then. It's going to come over on TV. So Absolutely. They, they did the, They did the thing with uh, Dixie going the table. That was a ballroom, wasn't it, in New York? Yeah, yeah. They go back there and do a couple of shows. You know, you're going to get a good crowd, especially if you've got someone like Sammy Callahan there. That's the kind of New York crowd we'll love, won't we? Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. So, so basically, when you said about starting up our own promotion, we're kind of there, aren't we, really? you got my fantasy booking, and you're trying to book venues. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> All we need now is uh, somebody's money, and we're, we're we're ready to go. Just uh, yeah, make sure that you, if you do tweet Oliver about this, you know, and you got financing for it. Yeah, make sure you copy me in as well. That's all I ask. Yeah. Don't leave me on the side. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll copy you in. I I I can't find you on any of the social medias, but yeah, I'll I'll copy you in. I'll I'll copy in somebody that knows you maybe. Um, I've got Tito Ortiz's number as well, so we can bring him with us. Yes, let's bring Tito. That's <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that kind of rounds up our 
uh, under pressure impact wrestling review it's gone 48 minutes which is a lot over 30 um but it's all good fun uh yeah so thank you very much for your time uh, this evening adam it's as always a pleasure yeah always a pleasure and let's coming up yeah, and and obviously when anything impact wrestling related comes up, uh, comes on the uh, agenda, I'm gonna get back in contact with yourself because uh, you know you're the man to uh, to speak to about this. And uh, yeah, that's that round uh, that wraps it up for Broken but Glorious Wrestling Podcast this evening. I'm your host Oliver Newman, or from a fan's perspective, 2016, why you to be a fan of WWE. And the fans' perspective, one man's exploration of British wrestling, both available on paperback and Kindle via Amazon now. And I'm working on and have completed my third book as well, and that's coming out soon. And then just uh, for the events coming on BBGW Pod in the next few days, myself, Chris Lappin, Nick Davy are back for a show on Tuesday night to be released on Wednesday morning. And that wraps everything up, really. So, um, yeah, social media-wise, Adam, if you want to plug anything. Yeah, if, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, it would be great if uh, you guys do want to check out more content. We're, we're, you know, I, I help with a show called The Impact Lounge. You can find us on YouTube, and, you know, we've got a few things up there, like a bit of Aces and Eights special, if any of you remember that. At TNA, oh, TNA, I can say it this time. Yeah. TNA fans, uh, we did an Eights eight, Sorry, an eight, seven, eight special retrospective. We've got a few things up there, like an interview of Moose, who was terrible and boring, by the way. That's not my fault. I was awesome. Uh, but yeah, go, go to the YouTube channel, check it out, and make sure you hit subscribe. Okay, um, so that's another one on your hit list, isn't it, really? You're, you're really rounding up enemies in Impact Wrestling, but... <laughs> I, uh, it's, I, it's me, it's me, I'm taking them all out. Yeah, I, I, I digress. You know, when we're working on this, you know, fantasy promotion of ours, we're, we're not going to be able to work with Impact Wrestling, it's going to be your fault, you know, don't you? <laughs> yeah, okay, as long as you do. And uh, yeah, for myself, uh, social media-wise, it's twitter.com forward slash Bromial, facebook.com forward slash a fans perspective UK, uh, instagram.com forward slash Brumial and for the podcast it is twitter.com forward slash bbgwpod and uh, facebook.com forward slash bbgwpod and uh, merchandise wise we have merch it is teespring.com bro- uh, forward slash broken dash but dash glorious thanks very much for listening bye for now bye